massive opportunities, both for the sport of paintball and for your business. If we are successful in taking our sport to another level, unite with Paintball Access in our quest to elevate paintball and broadcast it to the world. There are advertising packages available for any size business. Join us. Advertise with PBA and help us change the sport for the better forever. Welcome to The Breakdown, brought to you by Paintball Access. I'm Maddie Marshall. I got Todd Martinez. It's our first show of 2013, and man, we got a lot of news for you to break down here as things are starting to get crazy with personnel in the professional division of the PSP. But before we get to that, first off, want to congratulate Jason Edwards, who takes the People's Choice Award MVP, narrowly taking down Ryan Greenspan. And we're talking about Jason Edwards getting 26% of the vote, Todd, and Ryan Greenspan got 23% of the vote. But I don't know, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, Jason Edwards and Ryan Greenspan both finished ahead of Konstantin Fedorov, you know, which is kind of surprising to me. I mean, I love Jason Edwards, Ryan Greenspan, both very dynamic, incredible players, but... Konstantin Fedorov was the man on the team that won three of the events this year. I was going to say, why do you think that Fedorov deserves to take it over Edwards and Greenspan, who got the nod from the fans over Fedorov? Now, Fedorov did. Fedorov only got 18% of the vote, too, so it wasn't even, I mean, it's relatively close, but not nearly as close as the three percentage points that separated Jason and Ryan. Yeah, it was definitely pretty close. I mean, Jason Edwards is a fan favorite. Tam Tampa Bay Damage has been really successful over the past few years. So, obviously, he's going to be a favorite because Damage's fan base has grown, you know, and he's been one of the key players on that team that has helped them uh, be so successful. So, I mean, Tampa Bay Damage has been a really fun team to watch the past few years. You know, they've got a big fan base down there in Florida, too. Brian Greenspan, you know, been on Dynasty forever, you know, since it started. Well, another thing with he Ryan, a, well, he has that international following, too. Yeah. You know, and Ryan's been around for so long. He's been a top-level pro for over 10 years now. Been one of those quintessential guys kind of really becoming an archetype, defining the game. Jason Edwards also becoming that guy, too, as far as back. But, you know, what's kind of cool about Jason Edwards winning this. And, you know, and, and we can go back and forth with Fedorov. But I think with Jason Edwards is that Jason Edwards is a back player. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a back player winning the MVP award. Like, that's kind of cool. Well, I mean, he's a back player, but he's constantly finishing games. You so know, he is one of their most he is one of the most clutch players in the game and one of the most clutch players on that team. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's not like he always stays in the back. He always ends up being that guy that's finishing games. I know that. When we're going into damage, you may shoot a couple guys on the break. If Jason Edwards is back there, you can't go running down the field sloppy. Absolutely. You know, Jason Edwards has made his name by being clutch, finishing games, pulling out points, and just winning games all around for Tampa Bay Damage. Yeah, it was actually a little shocking. I really thought that, you know, it was kind of a three-way race, but really, honestly, it was a two-way race. It was Ryan Greenspan and Edwards going back and forth. And at first, Ryan Greenspan, actually, it was Edwards that took the early lead. Then Ryan Greenspan surged past him. And then Edwards ended up taking it near the end. So, but with, but with Fedorov, I mean, Fedorov had such an amazing year. Think about it. I mean, Houston Heat won three events this year, or the, in 2012, the last year. You know, so they're the team to beat heading into 2013. And when you look at that, it's a pretty stacked roster that Houston Heat has, though they had a lot of amazing players really step up. San Monville had an amazing year. We talked a lot about him last year and his ability to transcend his game on that snake side and won them some really clutch points. John Woodley came out of nowhere. You know, that, that kid really stepped up and, and made his presence known in the professional ranks. But even amongst all those standout stars, and, uh, you know, uh, Sergei, uh, Sergei Slishnikov as well, he had an amazing year, really kind of came on everybody's radar. And we can't forget about, you know, Mishka, who was the original Russian killer, even before Fedorov really kind of came into his own 
and stole some of that thunder from Mishka as far as like, okay, who's the best Russian player to ever play the game? But I, I, I thought, you know, I agree with you when we were talking before a little bit off camera and you were saying, man, you know, Fedorov, I thought, you know, I thought the fans would have had his back a little bit more than they did, but... You know, maybe the maybe the Moscow guys just or the Russian guys just didn't didn't get to vote or something. I mean, he was out there. We had we had to put the vote up for a pretty long time. You know, it was yeah. about two weeks actually. We uh, wanted to make sure everyone had a chance to get their their voice heard. Yeah, definitely gave it plenty of time. But I mean, the fans voted, and Jason Edwards is your uh, 2012 People's Choice overall MVP. Yeah. So, but coming up next, and I'm really interested to see how this particular vote is going to go down because the next thing that we're going to do on Paintball Access is we're going to have the Coach's Choice Award. And essentially how that's going to break down is that we're going to have the coaches. I want five names from the coaches. I want your number one guy. Call him the MVP. Call him the best player in the world. Call him the guy that you'd pick if we were just lining everybody up and you got your first pick. Who would it be? That's the number one guy. And then I want, I'm going to need a description of why you think he's the number one guy. And then I want the uh, best front player on the Dorito side, best front player on the Snake side, best mid player, and the best back player. So I think that that's going to be really interesting because we're going to get the best paintball minds in the business. They're going to break down and, and you know, kind of let us know what the deal is. I, who, who, since I got you here and you're the coach <laughs> of Infamous and you'll be able to read Todd's whole dissection, on uh, on painful access here in the coming weeks, but um, I don't know. Since I got you here, what do you think, man? Well, let's talk about it right now. What do you think? Well, first of all, it's going to be really interesting to see what all the other coaches say. Mm -hmm. You know, I really can't wait to see that. You know, I had a lot of smart coaches in the league, you know, that have been around for a while, so I can't really wait to see that. Mm -hmm. But off the top of my head, for my MVP, I'm taking Konstantin Fedorov. So you got to pick Fedorov. I'm going to take Fedorov. I have to take Fedorov. I mean, even in 2011, he was playing so awesome. I mean, Justin Rabikoff was on the Russians, too, at the time. Mm -hmm. and, and he had a phenomenal year. And had a phenomenal year. Yeah. And he got most of the hype. You know, everybody was talking about the Russians and talking about Justin. You know, he mm -hmm. was hot. But, I mean, Fedorov was on that team, too, doing just as much work. And yeah. this year, to win three tournaments and be the best player on your team and to have played the past eight World Cups in a row, mm -hmm. I mean, that just talks about his leadership. And I know Fedorov. And that's a crazy statistic. I mean, Fedorov has literally played in the finals of the World Cup. I think it was, was it six or eight years? I think it was six, I think it was eight. I, I, yeah, that's insane. I mean, that's just, you know, we're talking about played on the Russians, then he played with Philly Americans, and then Houston Heat. Yeah, I mean, that was yeah, back unbelievable. Yeah, Houston back to the Russians Heat. and Houston Heat. But, I mean, he is just, I mean, I've, I haven't never coached him or been on a team with him, but, I mean, I've seen him in the pits. I've seen him around, how he talks to his teammates. I know, you know, a lot of the teammates that, that he's had. And, I mean, he's just... He, he says things to the team. He, he can, you know, he's a leader. You know, he really controls the way that the team plays the game, you know, by the way he plays the game out on the field. Mm -hmm. You know, when you have that guy, like, you know, you talk about the old Bulls or, or the Lakers, you know, with Michael Jordan and, and Kobe, you know, those guys out there being who they are and doing their thing allows all their teammates to do, to, be, to play to the best of their ability. You know, when Very you talk true. about other sports, you know, it's not just how good are you. It's how, how much better do you make your teammates? Mm -hmm. You know, Steve Nash won back-to-back -back MVPs. You know, a 6'3 uh, Canadian guy winning most valuable player in the NBA two years in a row. It's yeah. because he made his teammates better. Konstantin Fedorov goes out on the field. He, he can shoot on the break. He can run far on the break. Uh, he communicates really well. And he just does everything to make uh, holes open, make windows open for his teammates to help themselves to improve their game. Well, another thing, too, is about the way that Fedorov plays the game is that he doesn't necessarily go out. I think I don't know if he consciously 
he almost, it's almost like he's playing music out there. I know that's kind of sounds a little weird, but the, you know, the, the style he brings to the game, the way he attacks, the way he doesn't really have much fear or, or really let it, like, cause he'll get shot. He gets shot a lot, man. He does get shot a he lot. He does get shot a lot. You know, Fedorov gets shot trying to make his moves, but sometimes, I mean, the, the way he makes it look graceful, the way he attacks his position and the way he really kind of like looks at breaking open that, those particular points to, like you said, make his teammates, you know, I'm going to say look as good as they possibly can, but let them play the best game they possibly can play. But, you know, I, I want to give some people some respect before we get into I want because I want to hear if, what you think about best front player. You know, basically you break down your coach's choice here since I got you here. Um, but the team MVPs, because how we got the people's choice MVP was basically we took the top three players statistically from each squad, from each team, and then we let the people vote. So you get three guys, the best three guys on the team, according to the statistics that we took down. And then we let everybody vote. And so, you know, the people essentially, and then those 12 guys, they went in because, you know, we didn't count excessive or impact. And we'll get to excessive and impact in a little bit here as we start breaking down 2013 news. But uh, so we didn't count them in because they only played World Cup. So just the 12 teams that played the entire 2012 season. And the team MVPs were as follows. So we had Jason Edwards and Ryan Greenspan from Damage and Dynasty, respectively, taking first and second. Konstantin Fedorov from Houston Heat took third. Parker Rosenthal from Vicious took fourth. I think that's kind of an interesting thing. What do you think about that? I honestly thought that Parker Rosenthal was going to get a lot more votes. I mean, I thought so too, Vicious, Vicious has a, has a huge, huge following. You know, and, and Parker Rosenthal is a very likable guy. You know, mm -hmm. he's, he's got a lot of energy on that team. And, I mean, I thought he's actually stepped his game up a lot this year. I just thought that he would get a lot more votes just because of Vicious's fan base. Well, I also thought it was interesting with Parker winning the MVP, not to take anything away from Parker, but Vicious had a bunch of players that played pretty well. You know, I mean, they had, I thought Phil Kank played phenomenal this year. Um, Brian Bortle was starting to step it up towards the end of the year. Zach Sherman's always there. Matt Sossman, actually, he, you know, and those guys actually weren't in the vote, Brian Bortle, but uh, Brian Bortle wasn't in the vote for the MVP award because he wasn't one of the top three guys. But Matt Sossman was another one of those rookies that came out. Actually got a lot of flax. People were like, how come Matt Sossman wasn't up for rookie of the year, you know? And I was like, well, I, I, not to take anything away from Matt Sossman, he played great, but I just felt that, you know, honestly, the other five guys that were in there had better rookie years than he did. Yeah, I mean, Shane Colby, I think he only played two events in 2011, you mm -hmm. know, so this was kind of a rookie year for him, but mm -hmm. I thought his play was crucial to Vicious' yeah. success. Yeah, Shane Colby played great. So, you know, Vicious is definitely a team to watch for sure heading into uh, to, to, into this season in 2013 here as we're, you know, just about two months away from the start of the first event. And as soon as we get the dates for the first event, you'll definitely hear from us, let you guys know where everything, what's going on and uh, all the information as it breaks. Then in fifth place was Greg Sewers from Infamous. Now, Greg Sewers, I thought... You know, I thought he was going to have a little bit of better showing in this vote. I thought that he'd get more than 4% of the votes. Yeah. You know, I mean, he had a standout year. Greg Sewers finally came into his own as somebody that, that really, you know, had been touted for years as this amazing player to be, essentially. It was like, oh, one day this kid's going to be amazing. And 2012 is when he really stepped up and I felt became that player. So I'm really excited to see what he's going to bring to bear here this season and and you know because he's still you know how old is Greg right 22. now? Yeah, he's 22 years old. 22. Yeah, and he's been on like five or six yeah. pro teams at this point. Yeah, I think he was on the Ironman in 2008. Yeah, Speak, and mean. speaking of the Ironman, after Greg Sewers, Mike Paxson. You know, so Mike Paxson from the Ironman, he was their MVP, and I thought that was pretty fitting. It was a it was an interesting year for the Ironman as they uh, struggled on Sunday, but were consistently getting there with a very young squad, and we'll get to the Ironman in a little bit. Uh, and then our Top Gun. Alexander Burnikov, 
you know, taken six, taken seventh. I just that, that was kind of that was shocking to me. Yeah. I thought he was going to be up at least in the top three. You know, I, I. Sometimes getting the job done every time isn't that exciting. You know. Do you think it's that? Do you think it just doesn't have the quite the yeah. fan following that yeah. other teams do? Yeah. Because do? I mean, when you watch, you know, the the players that are, that are dynamic and exciting mm -hmm. to watch that are up there making moves aren't always necessarily the guys that are you know making it look flashy. That's true. You know, and it's it's easy to like a guy that. You know, you watch him running all over the place and, you know, making big moves and breaking games open. Alexander Birnikov does stuff by the book. He gets the job done. Yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm going to shoot my guy on the break. Mm -hmm. I'm going to close out games. I'm going to communicate. I'm going to stay alive. Yeah. You know, he does the essentials. And he doesn't make it look flashy. He just gets the job done. And that's why he was our Top Gun award winner. I mean, he was the highest statistical. Now, there was a little bit interesting thing there because Marcelo Margot, who left the Russians to go to the Ironman, as you know, if you've been checking out the news on Paintball Access, you've seen that, and that's a big move for the Ironman and a, and a big loss for uh, Moscow Red Legion. Because I thought I, I thought Marcel was going to run away from it or run away with it, but they the coaches decided to put him in the back center. That's a whole other conversation. But you know, and then we have uh, you know, so then Nick Laval was uh, the the MVP from 187, and he had a, a real breakout season. I think Nick Laval is going to be one of the superstars of the sport. You know, such a stand-up guy you know I don't presume to know him well but the little interface that I have had with him and wow you know I just I really think that there's a, there's a lot of guys on 187 that I like yeah. you know I think that that team is going to be here to stay man yeah, I'm, I'm excited Ball, I mean he's got a really good head on his shoulders mm -hmm. you know the future's really bright for him so really can't wait to see what's going to happen yeah if he did what he did this year and it was his rookie season I can't wait to see what he's going to actually when he gets feet underneath him and then we also got Mike Zupa from CEP uh, A.J. Lawhead from Chicago Aftershock, and then Corey Field from Seattle Thunder. And, you know, Chicago with, uh, with Lawhead, I think Lawhead is, you know, he's, they need leaders on that team, man. Chicago needs some leaders. At least one. One? <laughs> somebody's got to step up on that. At least one. You know, somebody's really got to step up yeah. on, on that particular team. And then with CEP, you know, CEP is another team. You know, with, with CEP, they – you know, they have Robbie Goldsmith. He's the captain. They need a coach. They need a pretty solid coach. You know, they had a coach on and off, but they've got a little bit more money this year. They're definitely trying to make moves. So, you know, th those bottom-ranked teams, the 187s, the CEPs, Thunder, you know, those are the guys that finished lower down in the vote. So, but a lot of those guys, and we're going to get to that in a little bit. Um, but, I, you know, it could be a pretty crazy year. And, uh, you know, but this, the Coach's Choice Award. So, Todd, before we had to break real quick, who do you think would be who's, – who's your top – and, again, you can't pick anyone that's on your team. Okay. But give me your best front player on the Dorito side. I'm going to have to go with Chad Boussier. He is still, still one of my favorite players to watch. I still think he gets the job done. I mean, he's, there's nothing, he just, nothing about him that makes you not like that guy. You yeah. know what I mean? He just goes out there, works hard. Assets. Yeah. You know, he's fast. He's aggressive. He's, he's constantly talking. I mean, he's just one of those players that, I mean, he's been doing that Dorito side now for a couple of years and, you know, just doing it well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Chad Boost, that's actually, that's a really good pick. And I think that he's definitely going to be in the running for MVP on, or for, for that particular game. Because with the coach's MVP, best guy in the world that you think, best front guy on the Dorito side, best snake player, best front snake player, best mid guy, best back guy. We're going to get the rest of Todd's thoughts here in just a few moments. So do not go anywhere. We're going to be right back after these messages.
Todd Martinez, a fine, upstanding citizen of the paintball community since 1995. Todd Martinez has worked diligently to create Raza Paintball, a brand that you can trust to outfit you and your team with quality paintball equipment. Know that Todd Martinez is for the people, and Raza has a jersey for every type of player. Todd understands the importance of education and paintball, which is why Raza designed the FCR jersey specifically for the National Collegiate Paintball Association. Todd believes that we can work together and lower your team's annual spending with awesome team packages. Create your own custom products. Enjoy playing paintball while looking amazing. Choose Raza Paintball in 2013 and make life better for your team. I am Todd Martinez and I approve this message. There are massive opportunities, both for the sport of paintball and for your business, if we are successful in taking our sport to another level. Unite with Paintball Access in our quest to elevate paintball and broadcast it to the world. There are advertising packages available for any size business. Join us. Advertise with PBA and help us change the sport for the better forever. Breakdown. I'm Matty Marshall with Todd Martinez, as always. Now, Todd, before the break, we were just talking about, all right, who are you picking for best mid-player here? We're talking about Coach's Choice Awards. All the coaches the top or from every professional team in the PSP is going to be weighing in and putting their vote in, and we're going to decide who they feel are the best players in the world. So, Todd, best mid-player on the planet, who you got? Best mid-player is tough, you know, because there's so many, so many dynamic mid-players. What do you think uh, about back players, maybe, then? Okay, back players, I know for sure I'm going to have to go with Alexander Beardnikov. He led the league that's, statistically. And that's interesting because he was our top gun award winner, but a lot of people don't understand that he is a back player. Self-identifies. Now, when because some people will be like, oh, well, you know, why do you guys label this guy as a back player? And this guy's, we don't label anybody. They, they label themselves. We ask them, what position do you play? And he identifies himself as a back player, which is true because he does start in the back, even though he's probably... I would say, unarguably, the most mobile out of all the back guys. So that would make sense. Yeah. Think. Well, he played, he played the mid for a while, but mm -hmm. this year with the players that they picked up, he actually listed himself as a back player. And we talked about that a lot on yeah, the webcast we, Yeah, we did year, talk about that. About him being a back player. And, I mean, he led the league statistically, you know, number one, top gun. Yeah. And, I mean, we watched every game he played. I mean, he Just was... Just a beast out there. Doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. The only, the only criticism I would have against Burnikoff, and it's not necessarily really criticism, it was just he didn't get it done that particular day, was in the finals against Houston Heat in Phoenix. Remember when he was pushing into Sam, that was, and that was Sam Monville's heroic moment, was when he was able to shoot Burnikoff, who was, who was pushing into him, and he took him out. But, I mean, we, that's, we're splitting hairs here. I mean, that, that guy is just, you really can't get a better paintball player than Alexander Burnikoff, who was our Top Gun title, now our, our Top Gun uh, award winner. So... Todd, who you got on uh, mid-player? I mean, you, you know, uh, you, I'll let you get okay. some time to actually get the, the one, but just talk me through it, though. What are, you, what are you thinking? Well, there's a few names that I have to throw out there. Okay. Okay? Let's just spitball some ideas. Archie Montemayor, Oliver Lang, Ryan Greenspan, uh, Daniel Holiday. Are we considering Daniel Holiday a front player or a mid-player? I think Holiday's a front player. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I, I'd have to actually go and look at his sheet and see what he identifies as, but... In my mind, he's a front player, but he does kind of start secondary sometimes. But he's one of those, that's like Ryan Greenspan, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, Greenspan is so versatile. I mean, he can play wherever he wants to play if he needed to. And then you also have Mishka. You know, there's, it's, 
All those guys had really incredible seasons to me. I thought that they all played pretty great. Actually, I thought Oliver could have played a little bit better, but I can't take him out of that conversation when we're talking about mid-players yeah, and mid-player dominance. Yeah. You know, it took him a little, it took him like a tournament or two to kind of get going, but I think he started to get more hungry halfway through the season. But it's hard to leave Oliver out of any conversation that we have when we're talking about dynamic mid-players. Yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. And, well, I guess... And he picked I mean, it up towards the end of the year. I mean, Oliver didn't have a great beginning of the year, but... You know, it, it, Oliver, it's tough, man, because a lot of people, you know, start kind of weighing kind of hard on him. But, man, it, it's tough to be at the top for over a decade like that. You know, I mean, he's been the golden child for so long that, I mean, how long can you continue to play every single weekend, travel around the world, play 15 events a year? You know, I mean, that's it, it kind of weighs on you after a while. Yeah. But, know? I mean, Mishka, you know, and Archie. I mean, we saw Archie just winning games. You know, he was one of the, the key factors uh, no pun intended for X Factor going out there and having the success that they did this year. Yeah, well, but it was t and it was tough. He had to shoulder a burden over there because <laughs> Billy Bernaccia took an entire season to finally get his feet underneath him, and then Billy finally picked it up at World Cup. I thought Billy played great at World Cup. He's going to stay with X Factor this year. We do have some X Factor news to break for you in a little bit, but you know Archie had some front players that struggled, and he's the bad, he's the mid guy having to carry that weight over there. So it was tough for him. Yeah, they struggled a lot this year with penalties as well. They did. And you Archie know, actually struggled. Archie, Archie had some penalties too. <laughs> you know, yeah. You're that mid guy, and you turn around, and your front guy's dead, and he gets a penalty, and somebody else is walking off, and you know we saw him pull out a fair share of those games. Yeah. So. But I mean. And when we did the interview with him, that's what he said. He and I said, "Hey, have you peaked as a player? What are you trying to work on still?" He's like, "Honestly, I need to." <laughs> I want to try to play clean. You know, I want to try to play clean in 2013. Yeah. And then Mishka. I mean, you can't, you can never say enough about Mishka. I mean, he, he never says a word. You know, he just goes out there, kills tons of people. He'll play in the front. He'll play in the mid. You know, another one of those very versatile players. You know, the one-two combo of uh, him and Konstantin Fedorov on Houston Heat was just the same. Uh, you Beastly, know, man. I mean, yeah. what, what are you going to do with that? You got Fedorov and Mishka. And then with Sergey playing as well as he did, and, and the whole all the role players on that team, no wonder they won three events. All right, so okay, let's just pause that real quick. We'll let you you know gather your thoughts, and you know you can read on Paintball Access uh, when Todd comes up with his you know his coach's choice. But give me your best front guy on the snake side. What do you think? Again, I'm going to have to go with Houston Heat, Chad George. <sighs> I mean, Chad George had I felt one of the worst seasons I've seen out of a, a front player that's expected a lot of when he played with Dynasty. Yeah. To go he to struggled. Houston Heat and really just dominate the snake side this year. I mean, it was definitely the combo of him and Sam Monville playing together and the way that they work together. Mm -hmm. But Chad George, Houston Heat, when Chad George had a good game, they won games. You know, if he was alive, they were winning games. There was no oh, question about it. For I mean, sure, absolutely. The games where you shot Chad George on the break, I mean, we definitely game planned to shoot Chad George on the break. We knew that if we could slow them up there, I mean, because he's one of those guys that's all gas. You know, if he gets in, he's going to the end. Mm -hmm. You know, he, and he would just get in there, get people dead, and Sam Monville and guys like Fedorov and Mishka would just come, include, come through just and clean, clean it all up. up. Yeah, and, that's, and when you got a guy like Chad George in there, he's just such a weapon because he's fearless, because Chad George doesn't care anymore, man. He's been it, playing this game for so long. When he gets in the snake, he knows what he needs to do. And, man, it was a rough year for snake players. For the snake one, that one, you know, we talk about the one, twos, and threes. The one, that's the first guy to go on either side, Doritos and on the snake side. The one's first guy to go. Two, obviously, it's self-explanatory. It's the second guy. It's a mid player. And then the threes, that's the back player. And, and Chad was honestly probably, I mean, you know, you could, there's a couple other guys out there they were up there, but man, Chad George, I mean, they, they won three events and they won it a lot of times because they could really count on Chad George. All right, so let's head into team info here. 
We got the news that's breaking here for 2013. And man, we got, we got a lot of information for you guys tonight. Uh, first off, since we're talking about Chad George, Chad George is still on the fence for Houston Heat. Still on the fence. Talked to Jason Trojan and he said, you know, uh, I was like, do you got any news for the team? Another thing too is that it's still evolving. A lot of these stories are still evolving. Some things aren't set in stone. Some things are, some might surprise you. Maybe you've heard, maybe you haven't. We'll get to that in just a second. But, you know, I think this is kind of big news. The fact that Chad George, is still on the fence for Houston Heat, it's got to be impact. Who else could it be other than impact? Yeah. You know, I mean, impact, they need some impact. You know, this is another, so for sure, so everybody knows, coming into the PSP in 2013 to play the season is Edmonton Impact, Sacramento Excessive, and the Tauntauns from France. The Tauntauns will be playing the entire season in 2013. So, you know, impact, they didn't have a great cup. They didn't have a great World Cup. They went after Dalton. Uh, Dalton Vanderbilt on San Diego Dynasty as hard as somebody could get uh, go after a player. But Dalton, this is also, in case you guys don't know, Dalton is staying in blue. He will be playing with San Diego Dynasty for 2013. But that was a back-and-forth battle. I mean, at one point I had talked to Dalton, and he was going to impact. You know, <laughs> and then he yeah. was, that was it. It was done. Yeah. Got the quote in, and that was happening. And then all of a sudden stopped the presses. And, uh, and then now he's back in blue. So, you know, it, it's a tough thing for Dalton because when you're Dalton – or you're any of these younger guys, it's like you don't you have a small window to try to make something out of your paintball career. And Dalton was, you know, torn because he loves the guys from Dynasty. It's a legendary franchise. He's a big player on that team. They really respect him. He talked to the legendary guys on that team, like the Ryan Greenspans and, you know, the Alex Frages. I mean, they they wanted to do nothing more than keep Dalton happy and keep on the team, and they did. So Dalton is going to be playing with San Diego Dynasty. But and what do you think about Chad George being on the fence for Houston Heat? Well, I mean the key to winning, and this is why I think that uh, Chad George was my vote for best snake player, is consistency. Mm -hmm. You know, Chad George was consistent all year long for Houston Heat. They won three events. If I win three events with one team in a year, I'm not going anywhere. You know, I want another run at it. Yeah, and it's not like Houston you know, Heat's broke. They got, I mean, yeah. Randy Smith's a great owner. I mean, they, they kicked down. They, you know, that, that's probably one of the highest paid paintball teams yeah. on the planet. And I, I would not want to not have Sam Monville behind me. You not know? the way he played last year. The way year. that those two guys played together, I mean, I, I, I've stayed on teams, I've left teams because of my friends. You know, sometimes these days it's about the money, but, I mean, what really matters is what happens on the field. And the, the duo of Sam Monville and Chad George is something that they should keep together, yeah. and it's something that Chad George should want to keep together. He should want to keep together, but, I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I know Chad George, I don't know him well, but, uh, you know, a lot of people will come up to me and be like, how come guys, they switch teams? I've even heard this from sponsors over the years, but it's tough, man. Imagine, you know, you could probably relate to this if you're watching out there. And, I mean, maybe you're 18, 19, 20 years old or, you know, in your early 20s. You've been doing this for a while, and all of a sudden your dream is a reality. You are a professional paintball player, but you're broke, you know? I mean, I don't know Chad's situation. I don't presume to know it that well. But, you know, if, if your yeah, teams, the, you know, two really teams that have got deep pockets fighting over you, it might be in Chad's best interest to try to play that game a little bit and see what he can get out of it. He's worth it, as we said. You know, I mean, Chad George is somebody that has really made a name for himself this past year and over the years when he came up with the Philly Americans, now defunct. Then he went to Dynasty, struggled with Dynasty, didn't play that great with Dynasty. No. And then what, you know, really emerged the season and paintball is very much what have you done for me lately. Chad George has done a lot lately. And if I was Houston Heat, I would do whatever I could to make sure to keep on field. Because how do you? Th that's the, the the most coveted position in Pamela right now. As we're going to break some of these teams down a little bit, but is that one? Is that snake one? 
man. Like, if you don't have a consistent snake one, that's the hardest position in paintball to play. If you don't have somebody that can go to the well, play aggressive, get in there, have amnesia, you get shot one point, well, doesn't matter, man. You got to get back in there and you have to attack aggressively all the time. That's really hard to do mentally. Yeah, Dynasty knew that about Dalton Vanderbilt. Mm -hmm. You know, make no mistakes about it, Dalton Vanderbilt is the best player on Dynasty. You know, when they heard that he was leaving, they were like, uh-oh, you know, we got to do something about this. And yeah. they, they didn't wait. You know, no. they, they made that move right away. But that's a testament to Dynasty realizing, hey, look, we, you know, we're gonna, we are going to field a competitive team in 2013. You, know, you talk to Ryan Greenspan, you talk to Yosh Rao, you talk to Oliver, you talk to the guys that run that squad, and they are very intent on fielding the most competitive team that they possibly can in 2013. And, uh, and, you know, so with Chad George, that's Houston Heat, too. I mean, Houston Heat come out in their rookie season. When I say rookie season, it's just, you know, that's the first time that they had played together as a team. But that was a, a squad rife with veterans, guys that have been there, done that. As it showed, they won three events. But other than that, they're going to feel the same team. Um, but, yeah, you know, that since we're talking about, talking about Dynasty trying to field a competitive team, I mean, might as well just lay the biggest news so far that I've heard in the offseason is that Brandon Short, Brandon Short is going to be leaving the Los Angeles Ironman, and he will be wearing the blue jersey in 2013. What do you think about that, Todd? I mean, after all these years, you know, it's, it's tough because I'm a big sports fan, you know, and I really love the guys that go to a franchise and stay with that franchise for a really long time. But, mm -hmm. I mean, as we can see with Peyton Manning, you know, sometimes it's just the time to leave. You know, franchise going one way, players going another way. And, uh, you know, Dynasty's making a big push. They wanted Brandon Short. He's a local San Diego guy. You know, he knows all the Dynasty guys. You know, he's known him for a while. And, you know, they're looking for front players, you know, and experienced players and guys that are going to fit into their mix. And, you know, I think losing Alex Goldman, picking up Brandon Short, uh, you know, and him being willing to go to that team was a good pickup for them. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, though, because what Dynasty really needs is Dynasty needs a one. Dynasty needs a one on the snake side. They had Alex Goldman last season. He kind of struggled. We've talked a little bit about that. You know, check out his hot seat. But with, you know, with, with, uh, with Dynasty losing uh, Alex, him going to Tampa Bay Damage and re-signing for 2013, they don't really have anyone in that one. So that one on the snake side. So what I'm wondering is that are they going to put Brandon back up in the fight? I mean, is he going to, I mean, you know, Brandon Short is one of the best front snake, one of the best ones to ever play the game in the past 10 years. And it, the tough thing is that he played as a two, as that mid player for the past season and kind of struggled in the beginning part of the season, getting his feet underneath him because he hadn't played that role before. And they had just a laundry list of guys go through there. Toe Camel, uh, Kyle Spica, um, that new Lopez kid. I mean, they had a lot of guys rotate through that for the Ironman. And now... Um, so it, it, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think that that is a good pickup for, for Dynasty because you know, it's Brandon Short, man. I mean, experience. It's experience. You can't teach experience. You know, Brandon, you can't teach experience. You can't teach someone to play like Brandon Short. I mean, he's a rare talent. He's a rare talent. But it is very interesting what sort of what chemistry is going on with the Ironman that's going to make a, a guy that's been on that team for I think his first year was in 2004, 2005, 2005, I think. So, you know, he's been on that team for a long time. So, I don't know. Maybe it's changed. We will get information from Brandon. This is brand new. This is breaking news. This just happened today. I just heard about this. So, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how things unfold. And, uh, you know, as the revolving tour of players started to begin, we got a couple more of, um, you know, breaking for you. But, yeah, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know, Todd. I mean, I, 
I think that's a really good move, and I think Dynasty's making a big-time power play. You know, they, they picked up their new sponsor, HK Army. They left Empire, and they had a lackluster year in 2012. And, you know, I talk to Dynasty all, or, you know, and Ryan Greenspan all the time, and, and he really understands the importance to really break out in 2013 and have a strong squad. And, you know, they did lose Alex Goldman, but now picking up um, Brandon Short and keeping Dalton away from the clutches of impact, man, I don't know, it's, it's going to be a crazy year in 2013. We got a little bit more news from the teams coming at you here, so do not go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. Todd Martinez, a fine, upstanding citizen of the paintball community since 1995. Todd Martinez has worked diligently to create Raza Paintball, a brand that you can trust to outfit you and your team with quality paintball equipment. Know that Todd Martinez is for the people, and Raza has a jersey for every type of player. Todd understands the importance of education and paintball, which is why Raza designed the FCR jersey specifically for the National Collegiate Paintball Association. Todd believes that we can work together and lower your team's annual spending with awesome team packages. Create your own custom products. Enjoy playing paintball while looking amazing. Choose Raza Paintball in 2013 and make life better for your team. I am Todd Martinez, and I approve this message. of opportunities, both for the sport of paintball and for your business, if we are successful in taking our sport to another level. Unite with Paintball Access in our quest to elevate paintball and broadcast it to the world. There are advertising packages available for any size business. Join us. Advertise with PBA and help us change the sport for the better forever.
Welcome back to The Breakdown. I'm Maddie Marshall here with Todd Martinez, and we are breaking down all the information about teams here. 2013, a lot of breaking news. Now let's con continue to move on here, Todd, as you know, a lot of crazy stuff has started to go down as Brandon Short leaving the Ironman to go to Dynasty. And you know, we already saw Marcelo Margot um, leaving the Russians to go to the Ironman. So it's, it's been kind of, it's starting to want to be one of those crazy off seasons yeah. and it's been kind of quiet so far. It had been kind of quiet. A lot of guys seemed to kind of try to figure out what exactly was going on. And, and, uh, so let's talk about the Russians real, real quick because they did lose Marcelo Margot, who was arguably the best player of 2012 and he will be going to the Ironman. And another blow to the Russians as they lose Axel Godin and as Axel is going to be going to his his original team, the Tauntauns, because, you know, and that's that's a no brainer. I mean, if you're if you're Axel and the Tauntauns are going to come play a full season in the PSP, which they've never done, that's huge. You know, I mean, that's like a legacy type moment for your career and for your team and for your country. So I think that that's really cool that Axel is going to be, you know, I wouldn't say spearheading that movement because there's a lot of guys on that squad, but. You know, Axel's the best player on the team. Yeah, I don't know much about any of the other players. I'm actually really excited to see um, how that team's going to fare in the PSP. But I think it did Axel Godin a lot of good to play with the Russians this year. You know, get a feel for their system and the mm -hmm. way that they do uh, the way that they do their work, and bring that to the Tauntauns. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Axel Godin, arguably one of the best players on that team this year. You oh, know, he, he was their one. He was their front snake guy. Yeah. You know, so it's going to hurt the Russians, but. I mean, it's also going to help uh, the Tauntauns out a lot coming into the season, a new team in the PSP. You know, and Axel, I think, corresponding a little bit with him, um, he understands that he does get a little bit hot-headed in those pressure situations. And, you know, he kind of fell apart a little bit at the World Cup, and he was kind of losing his head a little bit on that snake side of the field where he had done such good work all year long. You could see him yelling at the coach and just getting flustered and frustrated. And you you got to maintain a calm head at all times out there. Paintball is a very frustrating sport. It's very hard. It's very humbling. And if you're having a bad day out there, it's very easy to start letting your emotions get the best of you. A young guy like Axel, you know, in a really big tournament like the World Cup, I mean, it's totally understandable that that's what occurred. Now, that being said, I don't want to take anything away from him. I think that kid's got an amazingly bright future. And I, I can't wait to see what the Tauntauns are going to bring when they come over here and and I, I'm really looking forward to getting some more information from them, and we'll let you guys know on Paintball Access what they're thinking, their be who they think their best players are, you know, basically the names to watch, who's going to be making the moves, who's playing on what sides, so that when we head into the first event, it's not going to be like a bunch of mystery dudes running around out there. Yeah, and the Tauntauns have had success in Europe. Yeah, they're one of the best teams, and they're one of the best teams in the world. Yeah. You know, I mean, they haven't been playing the PSP, but they've been playing the Millennium Series over there, and they've been doing well. Yeah, so it'll be nice to see how they come over as a team and how Axel performs with that team, you know, what type, because I've never seen the Tauntauns play as a team together. I mean, not, mm -hmm. well, not in the past 10 years, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it'll be exciting to well, see. I don't think it's those, been quite 10 years, but. I don't think I've seen the Tauntauns play since. What was the last time you played in Europe? 2003, 2004. Yeah, 2004. Yeah, well. You know, it's been a while. It's one of the oldest teams on earth, honestly, as far as paintball yeah. is concerned. I mean, they've been around for a long time and uh, really been holding it down as that, you know, quintessential best French team in the world. And, you know, so they signed a deal with Die. They're going to be making the trip over to the States. And I think it's going to be cool. I can't wait to see that, man. You know, because then we got Impact and Excessive coming in. What do you think about Impact and Excessive's chance? I think that just like we talked about on the breakdown before World Cup, I think that it took Excessive and Impact a couple games to get rolling. 
and then they kind of got kicked the dust off a little bit, kicked mm-hmm. the rust off, remembered how what it was like, how they play. And then uh, I think this year they're going to be a lot more prepared to come in, start a fresh season. I think both of them will be solid teams this year. I think so, too. You know, Rich Telford and Junior Brown have done such a good job, along with Thomas Taylor, with the excessive franchise. I mean, I, I got a little special place in my heart. Obviously, I helped start that team. So, you know, as, as far as, you know, hoping that team does well and, and stays around, I mean, they had, you know, they – They've had some successes, had some failures. They've rebuilt their squad. It's the strongest excessive squad we've seen in a while, though they did lose Corey Bornstein as he comes over to the Ironman. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. I mean, losing Corey Bornstein, we watched him play this year in the uh, At the NCPA. NCPA. Phenomenal. And we were like, Corey Bornstein is going to be a player this year. Yeah. And then sure enough, he comes out and uh, you know plays really well for excessive you know, this season yeah. in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And then just as soon as Excessive can get excited about him, he leaves and goes to the Iron Well, that's a frustrating thing for Excessive is they have a situation where, you know, they're, they cherry, but that's just the sport, man. I mean, you know, you cherry pick guys, guys get cherry picked off you. You never really know what's in a guy's head. It's not like they're playing these, you know, paying these guys so much money that it's like, oh, I don't even never need to worry about anything anymore. I'm just going to play for this team. No, that's not how it works, man. If you're making any money off this, it's, you know, some guns. Yeah, exactly. It, it, exactly. Be, be happy. happy. So, but Corey making the move to the Ironman, which is a pretty stacked roster. And, I, you know, let's talk about the Ironman in just a second. Let's, let's finish up with excessive and impact. With impact, you know, that's another team. They've been trying to get guys. You know, they're trying to get Chad George. They try to get Dalton. They have deep pockets. They're a team that's been around for a long time. A lot of experience, a lot of talent on those squad. The Yakimek brothers are awesome. I, I don't, there's no one in the sport I respect more than, than Tim Montrosser. Oh, Ryan Moorhead, love those guys. And I really think that if they can get it together, I just I don't think that the they had practiced or had been ready for the speed that the P you know, the yeah. PSPs, I mean, it's come on now, let's let's just call it what it is. It's the best league in the world. And if you haven't played that league on a regular basis, I don't care if you played it before, it's just like anything else. It's like being in a fight or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, if you haven't been doing that on a regular basis and you get to that, this is not the same. Game speed. I talk about it all the time. You know, it's like coming off an injury and then trying to get right back. You're not going to be in game speed as soon as you get there. You know, it took them uh, literally two, almost three games, you know, getting their butt whooped, but still kind of close games as the, as the tournament moved on. And then finally at the end, I think we saw some real paintball out of excessive and impact. Yeah. The way that they can play. And it's not that they don't have good players or they do have good players. They both have really good systems. Mm-hmm. So I think that because the, the foundation for those teams is so good, that they'll be able to get back into the mix with the players they have. And hopefully, you know, for their sake, they will pick up some more players, you know, going after Dalton and not getting him. They're obviously going to probably try and go after somebody else. Yeah. But, I mean, and, both those teams have good systems, and, you know, they should be exciting to watch. Yeah, and, and, and Excessive has uh, invite-only tryouts in, uh, in two weeks. So we'll see how that goes for them. But I expect both those teams to be competitive in 2013, which now that puts our, our pro team count up to 15, and it's going to be pretty crazy here, man. I think this is going to be exciting. Um, but we still got a couple more minutes before we sign off. Let's talk about X Factor real quick. X Factor finishing third at World Cup. They had a pretty successful season on that upward climb. They're so tired of being mid-level bosses. Yeah. You know, we talked about that a lot last year, too, is that X Factor renewed vigor, renewed practice. They, they really focused on trying to reform what was at one time a, very, a winning squad, a, a team that, that could compete at the highest level and win. And, you know, so they've brought up some new players. But, man, they lost Ashton Johnson to a really bad broken ankle. And he's going to be out for potentially five months. 
So I, that's, that's a really tough break for them because that kid was a stud, man. He was really stepping it up on the D side. He was that one, him and Colt Roberts. And though, even though Ashton didn't play as much at World Cup because he has some confidence issues, but he was a kid that I really thought was going to have a breakout year in 2013. So they lose him. Also, X Factor is going to lose. This is news now. Is they're losing Michael Kovar. Michael Kovar is going to be moving to Europe. And, and this is, you know, according to the X Factor camp, Michael's moving to Europe and he will be playing with Moscow Red Legion in 2013. So I don't know what you think about that. I think that Michael Kovar was the best snake option for X Factor all year this year. Yeah. And I think his confidence grew. Um, he's in great shape. He's the best you know. year he'd ever had. Yeah, you know, he's tough as nails. You know, he's, Great guy, great attitude. Yeah, you know, so I think that he will be good for Moscow Red Legion, especially with the players that they lost. And uh, I think it'll be good for him because, I mean, Moscow is a good system. You know, we talk about them all the time and, you know, just the way that they do things. So, you know, they're going to get the best out of him. And I think that he has a lot to offer right now. Yeah, you know who I'm expecting? I hope that – I hope Jesse Stevens, the rookie for X Factor – can step up for them in 2013. Because this season, you know, they don't have Ashton Johnson. Uh, who, know, who knows what's going to happen with Ashton? I, I wish him the best. Great kid, man. You know, again, a little, little five-foot yoked. You know, he's a little dude. But, um, but great, got a great personality and uh, really loves the game. And he had really kind of blossomed, I felt, in that X-Factor system. And that's what I really like out of X-Factor right now is that, you know, win or lose, they seem to be really kind of starting to develop a system that they can have these younger players start to flourish. And when you start to see guys like Johnson, guys like Jesse Stevens come up, and, you know, Stevens didn't really – he saw some playing time at, at MAO, the Mid-Atlantic Open in Maryland. Uh, but I, I saw – I really like how that guy plays. I think that, you know, giving a little bit more work, a little more reps, get, some, get him some spins, and I think he could be a contributor. Billy Bernaccia also stepped up on the snake side finally at World Cup. So I think that, you know, X-Factor could be in the hunt. And also X-Factor is looking to pick up Scott Kemp. Now, Scott Kemp – uh, had, you know, got sat by the Ironman at World Cup. It was kind of an interesting story. He's another guy that had been on the squad for a long time. So he got sat by the Ironman at World Cup for the new kid, Daniel Lopez, which was a controversial move. But Lopez ended up being, you know, the reps he got, he was like the number one guy for a little while. So that was kind of a bold move, but it ended up sort of working out. Um, even though with Scotty Kemp, man, such an experienced veteran, you know, that guy's, a, you know, peak physical specimen. I mean, that's what he does. He's a trainer. And, but, um, you know, so he's, you know, is he going to play, is he going to play on Dynasty? Is he going to play on Infamous? Is he going to play on X Factor? I, you know, I don't know. You know, who knows? What do you think? Well, I mean, we were lucky enough to be able to get Scotty right before World Cup. I mean, literally at World Cup. We practiced on Saturday yeah, and Sunday. Against him. And then, and then it was the next day um, he was available. Yeah. You know, we lost Brad McCurley to uh, a knee injury right before World Cup. So we didn't went in with nine. And, I mean, my perspective on it at the time was, well, Again, he, he has so much experience. He has a lot of big game experience. He's been around the sport for a long time now. And, I mean, you, you know what you're going to get out of Scotty. You know, he's a, he's a solid guy. He's, he's got good speed, good gun skills. He communicates really well. And, I mean, I was really happy to pick him up. And he actually surprised me a lot being on the team. I really, I mean, I've never been on a team with him before. But, I mean, he seemed like a really good teammate. You know, the type of guy that you want to have that'll that'll have your back, that'll support you. You know, communication is, is huge for us. And, you know, he did that really well, and, you know, he fit in. But, I mean, we're going to be getting Brad McCurley back, hopefully. How, how is Brad? Um, well, I talked to him today, and he said that his knee is starting to feel better. He opted not to have surgery. Oh, he, got, um, he didn't have surgery on No, Nikki Cuba did the same thing last year, same exact time. 
uh, same PCL injury, and he opted not to have surgery. And, and he saw, still didn't have surgery, Still right? didn't, you mm -hmm. know. And so Brad's kind of trying to do the same thing, trying to work through it, strengthen the muscles uh, around the knee, you know, to support that ligament damage and, you know, come back. So, I mean, Brad's saying that he's going to be playing at the beginning of the season. It's tough, though, with Brad because Brad is a front guy. He's a one. And, you know, with Nicky, he's more of a two. He can be a one. He can play, be a three. But he's kind of that middle two. So, but Brad, man, I mean, he's he's going to have to be sprinting to that snake. I, I hope to God that that knee holds up for him. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I hope it does, too. You've had that injury. Yeah, <laughs> I've had that injury, and I decided to get surgery. and uh, That may not have been the best idea. But, I mean, it's it's an injury that you can uh, recover from, you can come back from, you know, if you work it, hard at yeah. it. You as know, far as ligament tears on the knee, it's yeah. one of the – it's not like the ACL that poor Marcelo Margot had to go through twice. Yeah. And uh, – I mean, they all suck. I mean, if yeah. you tear something <laughs> in your knee, it sucks. It's it not good. Fun. No, it's not good. But. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and you also had uh, sh shoulder surgery with Zach Patient. Zach Patient is also coming off an injury. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I really, I would like to keep Scott, uh, but I mean, we really have no news for Infamous. Haven't really uh, got everything in order yet. You know, hopefully still get the same team back together and keep the whole roster the same, but. Because some of the players, I mean, you know, you got some valuable players on that team. Yeah. So it's it's kind of tough, you know. I know, I know who knows what's going to happen with that, but it's yeah. just that's just part of the game. But we'll update you. Yeah. We'll, we'll update you when we know. We'll <laughs> yeah, we'll update you when you know. Hope, yeah, and hopefully, you know, best of speedy recovery to our injured, you know, guys out there. Uh, Ashton Johnson, I hope, is, is <laughs> just shattered ankle gets better. And uh, the knee injury for Brad McCurley. And, you know, because he was gimping around at World Cup. I felt so bad for him. And he had. Yeah. Had such a standout performance at World or at uh, at Chicago. He was our Finals MVP at Chicago. Yeah, and MAO played and, really well. Yeah, played so well. It really, again, another one of those like Greg Sewers s guys. It's you know after being on AfterShock for a while and kind of you know really starting to try to hone his game and become one of those go-to guys. It finally got to that point in his career, and then you know the injury sets in. Same with Ashton Johnson. Same with Zach Patient. You know, and, yeah. but at least it's a shoulder, which is a little bit different. But you know, you're diving on that shoulder. Same thing. Yeah, yeah but. Thus is paintball. Mm -hmm. You know, you're gonna have injuries. It's just, it's part of the game. So, yeah, lots of crazy news coming at you, Brandon Short to Dynasty and Chad George on the fence. Who knows if he's gonna play for Houston Heat? And we got three new teams coming into the uh, into the league in 2013. So, wow, we got a we got a crazy year coming at you here in the PSP. I, I can't wait to be helping bringing all you guys all these stories. And uh, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good one, Todd, man. I, I can't wait for the season to start. So we're still waiting on the dates for the events. They will be hitting here any day now. As soon as they let, as soon as they let us know, we will let you guys know. And, uh, and then so it begins, man. So it begins. Here we go again. Yeah, here we go again. <laughs> Second verse, same as first. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm Matty Marshall. This is Todd Martinez. And you are watching the breakdown here at paintballaccess.com. We will see you guys next time. of opportunities, both for the sport of paintball and for your business, and we are successful in taking our sport to another level. Unite with Paintball Access in our quest to elevate paintball and broadcast it to the world. 
There are advertising packages available for any size business. Join us. Advertise with PBA and help us change the sport for the better forever. Todd Martinez, a fine, upstanding citizen of the paintball community since 1995. Todd Martinez has worked diligently to create Raza Paintball, a brand that you can trust to outfit you and your team with quality paintball equipment. Know that Todd Martinez is for the people, and Raza has a jersey for every type of player. Todd understands the importance of education and paintball, which is why Raza designed the FCR jersey specifically for the National Collegiate Paintball Association. Todd believes that we can work together and lower your team's annual spending with awesome team packages. Create your own custom products. Enjoy playing paintball while looking amazing. Choose Raza Paintball in 2013 and make life better for your team. I am Todd Martinez and I approve this message. <laughs>